Hello, everyone, and welcome to the Dreams Unlimited Travel Podcast. My name is John Magi, and I'll be your host. And on this episode, Tracy Heinrichs is all is all going to all is, of her, all of her, <laughs> all of me is going to tell us all about her recent experience on the Celebrity Edge. I'm joined at the table by our panel of experts: Client Services Manager for Dreams Unlimited Travel, Kevin Close. Hi, everybody. Agent Consultant for Dreams Unlimited Travel, Tracy Heinrichs. Hi, everyone. Dreams Unlimited Travel agent, Beth Zada. Hello. And back in our production facility, we have our producer, Craig Williams. Hello. Thank you guys for being here. Thank you, Beth, for coming on your very first show, I think, right? Yes. Your very yes, first it is. Dreams show. Welcome, welcome. Um, and I'm very, very excited to hear what Tracy has to say about the Celebrity Edge, because every time I see these commercials, it's like, oh my God, I can't wait to go on this I ship. Know. It's true. It looks it so was- exciting. They there was a lot of build up to this. They did a lot of promotion and stuff beforehand, so we were all really anxious for it, really waiting for it to come. And they were billing it as a game changer. Um, I don't know; that might have been too strong of a word, but I think it's definitely changing the horizon a little bit. Now, I will say this: the what I've seen from the commercials, the decor is very glitzy. Which it seems different than what's for Celebrity. Um, I don't know if they're just focusing I, on Yes, those. I think they are. Because okay. I actually found that the decor was much more... A lot of areas I was reminded me of a boutique hotel. So it, it just... The the colors were more subdued. Um, the way that the, the hallways were. Like at the elevator bank and stuff. It was so... Just the way everything was. Everything seemed more subdued. There was artwork everywhere. Um, I felt actually, that way that time we were on the Anthem. Right. That it wasn't that they had brought it down from the Oasis class a little right. bit. Not everything was bronze, right? And I feel they did the same thing with this. Um, more large open public space, um, but I would say probably I thought on board that it was less glitzy than a typical cruise. Now, Celebrity's also known for, not known for its glitz. Celebrity's not the neon cruise line. That's what surprised me about it. Yeah. Um, but I think, again, I think they were looking to really focus on those, like, nighttime stuff, the magic carpet thing. and all I that think stuff. they were really looking um, – I am sure that they had Virgin Cruises in mind when they were designing this new ship. I think Celebrity already kind of is known as an oh, adult – Excuse me. I have to take this phone call. <laughs> Sorry, guys. <laughs> Very important. It's from Very my broker. Very important, yeah. Sell, sell. Yeah. Um, Celebrity is already kind of known as a little bit more of an adult focus line. Um, and this. Well, this that's certainly that it, the reputation it always had. Yes. And they were, they're trying to get more into the family market. And I think they're working in that direction. Um, I think this cruise to me felt like it was going, it, it was looking for those people who aren't your typical cruisers. So I think it was kind of um, getting away from your traditional cruise things. There was no bingo on this ship, for example. Their game that you bought into was, let's make, uh, not let's make a deal. Oh my God. Deal or no deal. <laughs> Nobody had to wear costumes. <laughs> let's make a deal. <laughs> there that was no Wayne Brady. Do you have an egg? <laughs> yes, exactly. <laughs> exactly. Empty your purse. Um, so it was just things like that. There weren't announcements all day long, like come up to this deck for this, come up to, that wasn't happening all day long. Okay. There was like the 10 o'clock announcements in the morning. Um, just in general, I felt like they were trying to get away from the traditional cruise stuff. Someone that I deal that I speak with on Twitter or tweet with gave what he said. He gave me his impression of it. I apologize that I don't have the handle right with me, but he said, if you're familiar with cruising, you already know what you like. Right. This isn't going to change that. Right. But if you're new to cruising, that this is very right. modern. And he said, if you've, a veteran cruiser, the things that they've added to this probably wouldn't change your mind. Right. And I think... Do you think agree with that? I, do, I think I would. And I think a lot of the people on board were traditional celebrity cruisers, and they looked lost most of the week. Mm. <laughs> um, so I think they were looking for the things that they're used to with celebrities. Celebrity, I found, like on the Equinox, for example, there are a lot of smaller venues, Equinox. right? Equinox, sorry. <laughs> And that's just a joke. Yes. What happened is it doesn't matter how you say it. 
<laughs> someone's going to correct you. Exactly. That happened the entire cruise. Something about the Equinox, and somebody would, one of the staff would look at you and say Equinox. And then you would go on to Equinox, and the next person would say it's Equinox. <laughs> so it just became this running joke that no matter what you say, someone's going to correct you. Um, but on there, there was a lot of like smaller venues, a lot of more enclosed mm-hmm. spaces, lounges and stuff. And Chris really liked that. He liked that this lounge had specific music and a drink menu he liked. Um, whereas I found on the edge, it was much more large open space. Um, so So I think it's also important to point out that this is the first of its class. Yes. There's a whole new class of celebrity. It is a new class and they're revolutionizing some of their other ships to um, be edge-like. You know how Royal Caribbean did the yeah, Oasis? Right. So they're going to be doing some of these things to the other. And it started right at the terminal. They had a they built a brand new terminal um, for the ship in Fort Lauderdale's where it's departing from when it's wow. in the, doing the Caribbean. Um, I didn't get a great inside shot, and it was raining that day. Um, but it was really modern, much as I explained about the symphony. Um, it was kind of the same thing. It was very modern, open space. They used the app where we were able to check in and do take our own photos, do everything on the app before we got there. So they would just scan our, our pass right on the app, and then it would pop up with our picture, and we were on board within Did you check in no ahead time. of time? Like yeah. yeah, I did online check-in ahead of time. We took our pictures right from our phone. Mm-hmm. Um, so everything was there. So you weren't going to stand in line to get to a counter. You were standing in line to walk up to somebody with an iPad, and there was multiple, and just basically boarding the ship. Um, you're, we did that. With, then we checked into the Anthem, right? And the Anthem. I remember yep. that. I loved that. Yep, very great. similar. And that was, yeah. I think, the first time we saw that. Um, and now they're kind of taking it to the next step. And so when you also get on board, your keys, like they do on the New Royal ships, is your keys are, you know, outside your room when you get to your room. Uh, What was unique here was you could go right to your stateroom and drop your bags. You couldn't, may not have been able to stay because they weren't officially open, but they left them open so that everybody could go and drop their bags. That is fantastic. Yeah. That That makes that buffet so much easier. Yes. Love that. That was huge. Now, you didn't go on an inaugural sailing. No, no. This was just, this was a regular cruise, uh, seven night. It was a seven-night Caribbean. Uh, we left from Fort Lauderdale. And this was one that I had um, booked and paid for on my own. So it wasn't a travel agency affiliated or they didn't know I was an agent on board or anything like that. So I was just there as a guest. And the reason why I ask that is because on some of these inaugural sailings, they've, you know, they want to impress the people right. because it's social media and yep. it's the press. So they have the rooms early for you. So right. this is just a regular no, This is guest. just a regular regular sailing and this is this is just one of the policies on this ship that everybody can go to the room and drop your bags and your room may or may not be ready but drop your bags and go ahead and then i think one or one thirty was the official time that's lovely that was a big plus because you're always you're just you're schlepping that. that stuff around that, yeah. yeah and we're always all of us i think do the same you're carrying laptops and stuff and, and it's heavy and you're yeah oh, i don't want to carry this around exactly any and everybody in the buffet yeah. has their suitcases that you're tripping over mm-hmm. so it was great to do that um so that was our kind of our first um you know kind of foray into it and then i was talking about how you know the elevator banks and stuff are um this was like we were on deck 10 this is what we looked at going to the elevators every oh my god day. that's beautiful this does look like a hotel it doesn't it it doesn't and look like a cruise ship we at got all. that feel throughout and the artwork we would visit other floors just to see some of the artwork and stuff um and everything this was kind of the design throughout like this is just a sample um but then Throughout the ship, I found like they had – it was a cruise, but it wasn't a cruise. You know, like I could see people who always say, oh, I don't like cruising. I don't like that. I don't like – and they changed it just enough that they're going to start to appeal. Now, I, th- I heard early sailings. There were a lot of issues, and that was one of the reasons I wanted to get on the ship. There was a lot of complaints, a lot of people talking about, you know, what a celebrity doing. They only want millennials. They only want young people. They only want the people who can't afford to take these cruises. So there was a lot of talk about that. And I think they scaled it down a little bit from the beginning to when I was there. Because what I saw was a little bit of a hybrid between traditional type cruising. And Give me an example new- of what you mean. Yeah, I'm a little confused about why people thought it was geared to millennials. On because the there's the technology on board oh. is one of the things. So everybody at first they were saying, you have to have a smartphone to get in your room you can unlock your door with your key, your, your phone, but the keys are still there. Um, in the be- like trivia, for example, a lot of the trivia can happen right on your phone. You don't have to be, 
you know, you're not there with a pen and paper. Um, and so I think that was some of it. But now when we were on, there was trivia on the phone, but people still have pen and paper. So I think they've kind of celebrity also has, um, on their traditionally on their ships, they have libraries where you can borrow a book and bring a book and that isn't on the new ship. But I noticed in the Eden area, they had a cart where they had books where you could borrow and drop one. So I think they're trying, they're still trying to get their, you know, sea legs, ha ha, uh, to kind of figure out the whole thing. Well, it's like that. It's almost, it's comparable to a magic band. Mm-hmm. You can get into the magic kingdom with your magic band or you can use a, right. your, your pass. Right. I mean, it's, right. you don't have to have one or the if, other. If you're talking about people who, you know, you think you, if you're a celebrity fan, it's been a while since you've seen a new ship. They've been building this ship and, there's people who've been cruising celebrity for many years who've probably, you know, 20, 30, and then they got on this ship and it was not like anything else they had experienced mm-hmm. and people went crazy. Um, there was really a lot of, you know, and there's some people I think who will still not like it. That They, they will just think the changes are too much. Too much. Um, but I don't think, I don't think they're going after millennials. I don't, I think they're going after people who are looking for a little bit of a different experience. The luxury travel market, who necessarily um, didn't cruise before. I think that's kind of where they're going with it. I found that we were on the Equinox Equinox, and I found it to be a luxurious ship. Yes. It appealed to me. Is this one the same? Yes. And I think in my mind, it took it a step further, but I believe others would disagree with me. I think others would say that they took it a step back because of the things they liked on the Equinox. Well, that's what that man said. Yeah. But I think... um, Anybody who is going on this, you have to be people with an open mind. Like my parents, they like things a certain way. When they cruise, they like to know that A, B, and C is going to happen. If they get on a ship like this and A, B, and C wasn't happening, they would be lost. They they wouldn't like it for that reason. My parents are the same way, but I love this whole modern idea, this whole, and I'm far from a millennial. (laughs) And I love all this stuff. I like the technology and all the modern I think, And you and and I and what Kevin and John are talking about, we're kind of the target market yeah. where people who are looking for something a little different we love to cruise um, but we're open to trying new things and new experiences and finding something on there that you like and maybe some things you don't but I loved everything about it you know like the rooftop garden space was absolutely beautiful up there so now what um, is this rooftop before garden? we go on I, want, I just want to say what, to, uh, to address what Beth is saying the other th- cruises aren't gone right right absolutely that 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 experience is still available to you. People who want that. Right? If you're not accepting of new things, and sometimes I'm not. No, of course. I'm still upset yeah. that they changed not tomorrow. Not to imply but, that there's anything wrong with that. Right. It's just those experiences haven't gone away. Right. This is just an extra yeah, a new experience. Yeah, this is experience. something different. And I really think it's a different market that they're looking for. Yeah. And as the only millennial in the room, <laughs> I sometimes it is like this idea that millennials want everything just like – completely changed and revolutionized i don't really think that's the case millennials like clean they like stuff that is interesting and unique uh, that's definitely photography worthy and you know even that's stereotyping them very very heavily but it's not that like we want this modern technological revolution i'm still like the type of cruiser that if i'm on a work cruise i want to be connected to the world at all times but if i'm on a cruise with my wife I don't want any interaction with anything other than what I'm experiencing right there. So I don't need a ship where I'm required to carry my phone around all the time. In fact, I'd actually like to kind of leave it behind. Every now and then you want it for those photo moments, but it's I, I feel like that's where big corporations are missing out. They think that millennials are these idiots who are just constantly attached to their phone and can't think, think for is, themselves. I'm being I don't think the whole – I mean, we're getting way off track yeah. here, but I don't think the the phone technology thing really is specific to millennials. I, you know, you go on a cruise and everybody's got their yep. phone in their hand, whether it's for picture taking or texting or keeping in touch with everybody. So I just think it's meeting the needs of the people who are going to use right. it anyway, as long as the alternative is there. Exactly. I use the example of um, plane boarding boarding passes on a plane. I like to have the boarding pass on my phone. Kevin likes to print it out. As long as both are available, who cares? Right. So, and I don't. I just want to say that millennials don't have the the market cornered on clean. <laughs> really? Yeah, no, no. It's. Uh, I like clean. Baby boomers are pigs. <laughs> millennials like. I also clean. think with this ship, what they've done is they've um, 
they've made it so that the like I found that there weren't planned activities all the time. And I think that's the kind of market they're going after. I know when we cruise, we don't want our time planned. We like to just, I don't know, be, it sounds weird. And, but we, we don't need activities and schedules and things like that. There are people who, who think that the way we cruise is not right because right. we don't right. want to say, Oh good. It's eight fifteen Now let's, let's go, go to, to the belly flop contest. Right. Yeah. It's, you know, nine twenty, and let's go here. Right. We'd rather discover and do and find what we like. Let's talk about Rose garden or whatever it's called. Rooftop garden. Oh yeah. <laughs> so the rooftop garden is the, she I never promised short. you a rose garden. I did garden not power. promise you a rose garden. I have garden. a very short memory. <laughs> was just the on. word garden was yeah. in there. It's just, it's a great spot up there where there's like, I think, I don't know if I had another photo. I might've put up another one too, but it's all like, um, yeah, like sofas and stuff like that. But there's also a restaurant up there where you can have lunch or dinner. I will say they're having some issues with wind. I don't think they anticipated. So I'm, I think there's going to be. Those butterflies aren't going to last. <laughs> <laughs> so I think like with the restaurant and stuff, I've heard, it, I've heard issues of like salad plates flying to the next table. So I think they're getting. <laughs> yeah, that sounds, I think that certainly sounds yeah, fun. <laughs> I think they're working on that, but it's beautiful space. And I love that when we were walking up there, there was a way to walk. And I know I'll get this wrong, but we were walking on one deck and then there was kind of a ramp. And you're gradually on the next deck below you. It's not just That's how deck work. stairs. Sorry. <laughs> 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 See, they ramp. But you don't nice. usually get a ramp on a cruise, so right. usually it's stairs. And so instead of like a deck and stairs, you yeah. could walk, and all of a sudden, like you're just. It was just neat. That's very handicapped accessible. It yeah, is, really and it was great. They part of the running track. Um, for those people so inclined, I don't know what you're talking about. I know, I no idea. What you're running, about. Um, so that was it was part of that as well. So it was just the outdoor space, the outdoor pool area was really well done. I thought, um, and in celebrity fashion, you know, a lot of those chairs have uh, the towels folded and on them. Um, the pool area I also found didn't have any. Um, like every time we walked by, there were seats. Wow. Oh. Available. Like we That's never, amazing. and there were so many areas where you'd find another hidden cluster. Now, of course, right around looking at the pool, always full. There were some chairs in a shallow area of I'm the water. I'm seeing that here. Yeah, that ledge with that sits in yep. the water. That a, a Bermuda deck or something like that? There's a I, yeah, but they have those plastic chairs in the water where you're kind That's of. That's probably not right. Do you probably think not. the ship was full? Do you think it went out? It was full? not full. Um, I think it was probably close, but it was not full. Um, but I've heard um, in reading reviews of other sailings, that seems to be consistent across the board. People are saying they're doing a much better job with having all the pool chairs available. And they also um, had um, lost it. Oh, they were doing a really good job of keeping people from hogging chairs early in the morning. So we noticed a lot of people around, much like we would see at Alani. Mm-hmm. Um, That's checking. what those sniper towers are That's for? That's what they were for, <laughs> yeah. Actually, there was there's two things there. They look like champagne glasses or towers. They're actually hot tubs. So you go up mm-hmm. into the... Um, yeah, it looks like a glass there on the end. Oh, yeah, it does. It looks like a champagne glass yeah. next to huh. whatever. It's yep. very Poconos. It is. <laughs> it Imagine, is. like, rough seas. Someone comes flying up <laughs> yeah, and out of it. Oh. Yeah, that would be awesome. This looks like a giant camera flash at the end of the it pool. Does. It does. <laughs> like, is that a screen that just happened I've to have? I've never seen it show anything, so it could have been. <laughs> it could have been a giant camera But flash. I think it was more decorative, like that. And there was a big, like, butterfly on the end. I didn't include the weird picture. If you follow me on social media, you saw the picture I put up of Chris at the butterfly at night. Did you see that? Yes. Oh that. Is that the white thing? He posed in front of it. And like, and I was like, I don't even know what to call this picture. <laughs> <laughs> Husband gone insane. <laughs> right. So you see that. Uh, you can see the orange thingy off to the side. That's part of the magic carpet. So, Are you going to talk about that in a little bit? Because I, I have a question. Sure. I'll wait till you talk about it. Okay. So I'll talk about it. Let's talk about it. I'm excited about the magic carpet. Sorry, I can't do that. Um, There was a departure lounge, which was really unique. So in this departure lounge, when we were getting off at port, you would go down to deck two, always the same area. And it was this big open space where they would have their security set up inside with their x-ray machines. And you could go out there. So it wasn't this makeshift thing that ships Mm. always do when it moves. Where there's a thousand people on the stairs. So there was this big departure lounge. And during sailing, 
they would also use it for other things. So during sailing, you know, they might do like a seminar down there or something. So it was space that could be used. So I thought that was really cool. And then there's Eden. Eden, they build Eden over and over again before, and I really didn't understand what Eden was. I've been there. I'm not 100% sure I still do, (laughs) but it's space. So, like, if you look at this, it is two levels. Again, there's this, like, walking ramp that goes all the way around it. This is the very back of the ship, so it's all windows on the two decks. You can see on the second level, there's chairs up there that look out over the water. There's tables, there's chairs, there's seating. Some of it's weird and uncomfortable, some of it. (laughs) But there seemed to me like there was something for everybody in there. Like this is where people would sit and they'd play cards or play games. We saw lots of people doing that. This is where you might bring a book and read. They had entertainment. This was on the Anthem, too. They had that multi-purpose space. Like in the daytime, it was a deli. And it, in the afternoon, it became a cocktail bar, and at night, it became yeah, that, that weird show ass show with all the technology. It looks like that. Hit me with your rhythm window. stick. Yeah, I can't it remember. It does his look name. like that. Was it air conditioned in there? Oh yeah, because it almost looks like a solarium type thing. It does, but it's stuffy. not. They did okay. have a solarium separate. Okay, this was a completely separate space. It took up a good good portion of the back of the ship over a couple decks, and there was also a restaurant there that was down. Uh, kind of a lower deck, a little bit of a halfer area. There was a there was a restaurant there that was a little bit more um, earthy, and they were trying to get artsy fartsy with it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, um, and then there was uh, there was a like a bar in there. The one afternoon we sat there, and they had they had a lot of like in celebrity fashion, a lot of live music happening around the ship, and that's one of my favorite things about it. They had this girl band on there. I can't remember their names, but they were fantastic. So we would listen to them play. Um, and all in this space, so this space, and at night it would transform later in the evening, and it would have some show reminiscent of what we saw in the anthem sort of thing where people were walking about and doing things, and there was aerialists and different things. There was a cafe in there. It was kind of we found like we felt like we didn't discover it until a little bit later in the cruise because a couple times we had been there and what was happening wasn't really we were interested in. But later on in the cruise, we discovered it as a place to hang out, listen to music you know look off the back of the ship and it was pretty cool so eden is something you have to experience i mean i'm explaining it i'm not doing it justice but it easily became i think one of our favorite places on the ship it was just so there was just always something going on there it was kind of the place to be and i think that's that not necessarily millennial but that kind of vibe where if you're with a group of friends you want to hang out in there and maybe you're going to chat or you're going to play a card game or you're going to do something and that's what this space was um, I did try takes, out the spa. Kind of, you know, like there's the promenade right. on the other ships, a Royal Caribbean ship. Yeah, similar. It's a just, community space. Yeah. People can go hang out. I think yeah. that's great. I did try out the spa, and it was, you know, it was a spa, but I felt it was, again, more of a spa. The, the design and the layout felt more like what I would see on land. Um, a little bit, again, more boutique y, um, not quite that closed in space. Um, what was different on the pool deck, I forgot to mention, was they have cabanas you can rent. So there was like the big cabanas with the big sectionals, and then there were smaller half cabanas as well. I was the whole cruise we didn't see these occupied. I tried to book one ahead of time and couldn't get one available. On the cruise, I didn't see any occupied. I don't know if this is a a work in progress for them mm. or what. Was that a cabana we were just looking at? Yeah, with that big sectional. That's huge. You and Chris yeah. were going to rent that. We wouldn't have that big, but I wanted to rent one. You could each have your own sofa. Yeah. Conducive to a happy marriage. (laughs) The problem with it was if you can, it's open on the other side. So what's happening is it's a main walkway. People are coming through and walking to the Uh, buffet or whatever. So I guess it's good that you have your own space, but I don't, I don't know. It wouldn't be something I would do. Um, State rooms on this one. I had an inside. So in that inside stateroom, I felt like it was one of the larger I have been in. And I've been in a lot of inside staterooms, so I'd know. Um, the bed looks comfortable. There was two, uh, There's, I think there's two different sizes. This was the larger of the two, probably around 200 square feet. I think that's a little bit bigger than what Disney's doing in the deluxe, maybe comparable. Um, but a big 55-inch TV at the end of the bed. Um Again, the technology was all there. Um, lots of storage, uh, you know, ca- closet. Uh, there was a sofa in the room. Um, 
the closet was very spacious. There was a small little safe in there that wouldn't have held much. Um, the bathroom was gorgeous. Um, the design of the... Wait a minute. What is that? Oh, this was sitting on top of the desk. And it had, you know, your plugs could be in there. You had two USB ports. So it was like everywhere in the room, there was oh, tons of wow. places for your technology However, to recharge. However, it like you could manage your cords right. that way, too. Exactly. That's exactly what it was. That's smart. Yeah. yeah. The bathroom was beautiful. The shower um, while stand up wasn't that same capsule that we've all talked about on Royal Caribbean. It was it was more spacious than that, um, and I found like this would I would expect to see a bathroom design similar to this in a hotel. Again, the artwork um, quite a bit different than what you would see on most ships. Uh, really, just well laid out. Lots of storage in the room. Um, really comfortable space. So. Did you have a chance to poke your head into other staterooms? I did. I asked our stateroom attendant if there was an empty. I wanted to see one of the infinity verandas, and I asked him if there was an empty one near me, and there wasn't. But he let me peek in to guests that were out. Um, and did you go through their stuff? I didn't. <laughs> he wouldn't let me pass the door. He stood there. But it was neat to see. So these infinity verandas. Um, basically, it kind of reminds me of the way some of the river cruise French verandas work. Where they open up, but mm-hmm. you don't necessarily. So right. there's a railing, but the two doors. Right. So what happens open. with this is kind of at that space in the room, the floor changes. It's like a tiley type floor. Um, you've got two chairs out there. I would say it's smaller than your average veranda space, and the top comes down, like the top window comes all the way down to like railing height. So it's clear plexiglass. Oh, so if you step out there, it's enclosed. It's enclosed. It's so still it's part of your stateroom. It's part right. of the room. Really, so it gives you more. I would like it. I know some people have been complaining about them. They don't like. They feel like it's not as much room as a regular veranda. I'm not one who spends a lot of time on my veranda. I would like that extra space inside. I would like that I could have that window open while I'm inside the stateroom. I actually um, think that sounds nice. I yeah, do really, it does sound really nice. Um, so, is it open like all the time? It can be the room? for the most part. You have the choice to open or close it, but there are times. No, I meant like the back part of it is open to the room all the time. Yes, it's not a door or sliding door right. or a curtain. There, you always could have been the- something that you could pull across there. The one I looked in, I didn't see it, but it, there's not a permanent structure so there. A curtain probably to block the light. Right. Um, there was the. Um, like I said, where the window came down. Sometimes my understanding is the ship takes control of that and all of them have to be up for certain times. Yeah, okay. So I could see that they would have to. So Windy or something like that. Or rain. Yeah. So I thought the ship was very, the stateroom was very well laid out. I looked into this infinity veranda, as I said, it seemed to me to be, um, I could see where people would say the veranda space was. If your person likes to lay out on your veranda, I don't know that you would get the same sun. That you would if it was, but I mean, most verandas have an overhang anyway. Yeah, yeah. Um, I don't think people really lay out on the verandas, do they? I don't, oh well, there's a lot of that's one of the complaints <laughs> I'm no reading. Room out there. I don't know. There's no sun. Right, right, right. And because I don't really use one, like I love on Disney ship, I love the Category Eight, the deluxe ocean view. I love all that indoor space, and so I think I would like this for that reason. Um, the magic carpet. I forgot to talk about that. I'll go back to that now. The magic carpet is this huge thing. In my head, it was going to be similar to the Rising Tide bar yeah. on an Oasis ship. That's what it's I was going to ask. That's what I was The thinking, Rising yeah. Tide, I would, when I first heard the description of that, I thought it was going to make my hair move. Yeah. I thought we were going to go zipping up and down in the yeah. ship, and it's not. It is yeah. the world's slowest elevator. It, this does not move when the ship is moving. This is huge. Like, I took a photo of it from one end to the other, trying to give you an idea of the size of it. This was at night. It moves up and down the ship, and depending on what deck it is on, it serves different purposes. And this is external, right? This, this is, on is the external, out- so it hangs the off the outside of the ship. Are people on it when it moves? No. You cannot be on it when it moves. Because of its size and because of its location, it wouldn't be safe. Um, so this is... Its purpose is to increase space. Its purpose is not to give you that ride up and down. So part of the, I think the rising tide is like, oh, I'm on, I'm in a bar and I'm going up and I'm going down. This is not that. (laughs) You're not going fast. No. (laughs) So with this, if it's on deck two, I think it is, then it's, um, it's where the um, tender boats come in and out. So if if you're tendering, I think. Is if that you, you or me? I think it's me again, my broker. 
so if you're tendering, um, this gives you a, a platform. So you know how you're trying to you're tendering, you're trying to get off the side of the ship. Oh, and, okay, yeah, right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So right. this is like a big platform where it gives you when you're the tender boats pull up, pull there'll up be tables be, and chairs out there. Not smack the side of the boat. Right. <laughs> yeah. So it can I be used for that. Um, I think when they put it on deck five, it's part of the uh, raw on five restaurant. So part of the sushi. So it becomes a restaurant. They put it up on deck 14 or 15, it becomes a bar. So it has different purposes depending on where it is. And when you got in the elevator, there would usually be a sign that would say magic carpet and 14 or 5 to let you know where it's at. Oh, okay. So you didn't have to guess what yeah. the magic carpet Yeah, and what it was doing. And it would be in the... the I day. think a lot of the stuff they show on the commercials is the magic carpet. Yes. And that's red. And they showed it as the disco and it was very lit up. I think that's why I got the yes. impression that this was yeah. much more glitzy than right. it really is. Look yeah, at your it pictures. It's beautiful. Definitely much more subdued than that. The technology on board was incredible. So I mentioned the app. The app was also used on board, so you could do all the usual app things you know that you could do. But the app also had a feature to control the things in my room. So on the wall, there was a panel um, for temperature, and it looked basically like this. So I could adjust the temperature and the lights from this panel on my wall, but the same thing would come up on my phone. The app, that's cool. So I could do that from bed if I wanted to, if I wanted to turn on the lights in the morning. You could set the lights, whether they were on 100% or half. Um, You could adjust different scenes. So like in the morning, you know, you're up in the evening if you want everything kind of, if you were watching a movie on the 55-inch TV, which they played a ton of movies on. Like current movies. Included. Included. So there were some you could pay for, but the ones that were included were actually things that we hadn't seen. So I think they assume you're going to do more. You may spend more time in the room watching a movie. It seemed to me like the 55-inch TV was was kind of inducive to that. Um, you could adjust the lights. I could have – you could turn it on ambiance lighting where it was just a couple light things that would turn on in the evening. Um, so this all could be done from the panel on the wall or from your phone. Could you so, do it from your phone anywhere on the ship? So I I'm heading didn't back to my try. room and turn the lights on. I didn't on. try, but I'm not sure. Um, they also... That's not one of the planned activities. Yeah. <laughs> Let's all turn our lights on. Also, I could adjust temperature um, and the television. I could control the television from my phone if I wanted to for some reason. Couldn't reach the remote. I don't know. Right. So That it, is the epitome of lazy. <laughs> it was fun every once in a while to mess with Chris while he was watching TV. <laughs> I'm not going to lie. Um, so the technology with the elevator, everything was touch. So you would touch, like everything was a touch screen, which, as you can imagine, I mentioned the crowd before, that was it was not unusual to get in the elevator and all the buttons be pushed. And there were really very few kids. I, I think it was the children doing that. No, it would just be like, it, it was like, some of the people on the ship had never seen a touchscreen before. <laughs> so, trying to call home. Right, right, <laughs> right. Keying in, their, keying in their room number. <laughs> exactly. Put in my PIN number. Yeah. So, I mean, just overall, I thought the technology. And then even in the, um, in the theater, the entertainment, this theater was so um, – I think I described the Symphony – ice theater similarly where the theater itself became part of the production it had really big screens in the back um, where they could become part of whatever was happening on stage different panels would open and you could see different things same thing with the floor things would come up and with the lighting and the technology really good like we thought that the entertainment on the cruise was definitely a step above cruise entertainment is this in the garden of of eden no this was in the main theater Um, and but just like the aerialists and the entertainment, we thought the their company crew, like their their dancers and things, we felt were elevated from what we had seen on other cruise lines and cruise ships. We felt that um, the the type of music was a lot more modern. Um, they were they would do a production, but in, infuse some current music into it, which we liked. Um, with the dancing was more of a modern style. Um, you know, I As joked opposed to like the minuet. I joked at the end of the cruise that there wasn't, a, I didn't have to listen to one show tune all week. So <gasps> I know I expected, <laughs> I expected some pearl clutching of that. <laughs> um, so I just felt like it was all elevated to the point, you know, they, they, in their advertising and in their information on their website, they talk about how the 
entertainment was actually developed by the entertainers. Yeah. That they brought the entertainers in and they said, we want you to do right. something right. rather than create a show and then go and hire right. people. So hopefully that's I could what you're see saying. that. And you could see the entertainers. Um, I think I could tell that they were doing a style of dancing that they liked to do. They were not doing somebody else's choreography. And you've seen it. You've been on the show. I mean, there's no shows like a Disney show. But the dancing is very... Yeah. Disney, Broadway, show type. Choreographed. Choreographed. Right, yes. This was different than that. And you could tell that. And they looked like like they were having fun with it. Like, mm-hmm. And I think when you infuse, for us, it keeps our attention if it's got current music or music that we enjoy. So we thought the entertainment was, but well, they brought on a couple of comedians. They had brought on a Frankie Valley tribute group. I think they realized they had to... You know, stabilize that out a little bit. Yeah. But those guys, we've seen them before, and they are super good. So that was fine. Um, the other thing I will say on here, we'll talk about restaurants. They have changed the main dining room. They have four restaurants on here, not one big main dining room. So, you know, on a lot of these ships with the anytime dining, they have one large main dining room at the back. They may call it three different things, right, exactly. but it's one dining room yeah. um, where this floor is for my time. This is four different restaurants. Each is its own name and theme. The menu throughout, they will have the same, except there were like three appetizers, three entrees, and a dessert or two that were specific to the theme of that restaurant. So for example, when we were in the Greek restaurant, um, there were Greek options that we could choose from. I did not take a bunch of food pictures, but I thought this looked amazing. We had this salad in the Greek restaurant and it was incredible. Um, and, you know, there was an Italian one. There was a, you know, a French one. And so what they've done is I think it still takes the same space that a main dining room would, but they've separated it. So if you look at the photo of this restaurant I took, this is the Italian restaurant. It just felt like we were going to our restaurant in the evening. Yeah, more intimate rather it than was. one giant room. So you could still do Celebrity Select where you could still choose your time or show up the way that always works. So it's like my time dining, you could still do, um, you could still do your traditional first and second seating. And it was just a different part of each restaurant was set aside for both. Um, and you could, so being on select, we could choose to try to eat in all of the restaurants if we wanted to. Um, I loved it. I felt like it made dinner, it didn't make it that big production. It didn't make it... I find the main dining rooms are always kind of large and crowded, and you're maneuvering around a bunch of tables to get to yours. It didn't feel like that. It felt like I was being seated in a restaurant. You don't rotate through these like you would with Disney. So if you're assigned a restaurant, that's your restaurant for the whole cruise. So for some, they say that's a downside because they'd want to try the so others. So if you're in the Greek restaurant, you can't get the Italian? Right. If you're on traditional. Right. So what you could do is you could ask to be seated in the Italian restaurant for one night and they try to accommodate that. And I think that could work because there'd be people who would want to do that. Um, But except for the two or three and those two or three dishes stayed the same through the whole week. So it's not like every night there were three different Italian menu items. So it's kind of hard to explain. It was hard for me to understand before we got on board. So is is there an option where you can go to any restaurant you want? That's celebrity select. That's my time dining. Okay. So same, my time, just like it works on every, and just instead of going to one dining room every night, you could choose Choose which of the four you wanted to go to. Awesome. So I really liked that. The buffet area, um, still Ocean View Cafe, I've, they've opened up the space more. I feel like they did a better job with the layout, more seating in there. Um, I think overall, it just felt like a better space. Um, same, they have the specialty dining. We didn't do a ton of it. We did do Le Petit Chef. We really liked that on a different one where they do the whole animation thing. This one was different than we had done on another ship where each course is animated on the table, and then you eat whatever was just made part of the anim- wow. animation. Oh, that's cool. It was super yeah, I cool. I don't get it. What do you mean? So Your food is animated? No. So what happens is on the table, everything is white, and there's projections. So there'll be little chefs coming up, and they might like be fishing, and they'll be doing something funny on your table. You're watching a scene happen on your table, and they're maybe making you a fish dish. So they'll pull out the fish. They'll pull out the herbs. They'll create this whole thing. It's like a little mini animation you're watching and then that dish that they created 
that's what your dish is. So it would be fish. And so they're not creating your, the kitchen is creating your dish. I don't know why you look so dumbfounded by this. <laughs> <laughs> there are little chefs on your table got there. <laughs> if only Craig could do a split screen right now. <laughs> <Really>? <laughs> um, yeah. <laughs> it sounds really cool. It does sound and cool. I would like to experience cool. it, but it also falls in that category of how far have we come that, you know, you can't even just have your meal. Yeah, this you is have to, have to be entertained. Right. Is, I was just going to yeah. say, usually the food entertains me. This is dinner and a show. Yeah. So this is, you're going for dinner and a like show. Like animator's pal. Right. And the whole <clears throat> thing happens together. So everybody gets that course together. Everybody gets the next course together. So everybody in the restaurant is part of what's happening. And So they're all getting the same little movie? Yep. So you're not because ordering, it's one, you're just getting whatever they bring it's in? It's a fixed, fixed menu. menu yeah. oh, okay. They have menu A and they uh, have menu uh, B. Okay. So you can choose menu B because that's different food that you would like, but you, the animation is still menu A. And this is on the ship uh, okay. as well. This is on, yeah. Wow. So this is what, this was the only specialty that we had done. Um, kids clubs, pretty standard kids club. Um, I found there were, you know, different areas for different age groups. Um, I a little low key as far as all of the, um, I don't know how to put it. Like it's not like walking into Disney where you're looking at like labs and you're looking at the. I'm, I'm going to say the space shuttle, but it's not. It's the Star Wars. One. <laughs> <laughs> you know what? The Star Wars. Welcome to 1985. Right. <laughs> yeah. Show. Captain Kirk or I don't know something's <laughs> happening there. So it's not that. Um, it's very it's subdued space for different age groups, um, but they have great programming like i feel like they're trying to elevate their programming so they're assuming if the parents want a different experience so do the kids so like there were little booklets that each kid could get one of them was coding so they were interested in computer stuff and it had different activities throughout and there'd be different things happening one was about the ocean one was about the environment so there were different they it was almost like they could chart their own path nothing says activities. vacation like a pamphlet correct me yeah. in the face i yeah, don't but, know if he's oh, got sorry. gas or if he's no it's this, is a, this is a book like a fan like a booklet like it was but were the counselors there then oh to yeah, yeah 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 help them so what happens is the booklet is only a handout it's only for them and there would be different activities throughout the week that these are not your tip. They're not, these kids are not spending time in these clubs so much. They're off doing things around the ship. So they have different adventures, different things happening. It's not your typical kids club at all. Okay. So, you know, it's, it's, and what, these, and what these books do is they appeal to kids of different interests. So for example, if you had like the, if you, you were interested in oceans and sea life and stuff like that, you may throughout the week choose activities that fall into that category. Um, Is this how they get out of pain people to build their website? They have the little kids coding down in a... <laughs> yeah. down There's in a whole a booklet about washing area. dishes. <laughs> <laughs> Let's show you how to make a bed. This is way more cooler than you're all making it right now. <laughs> I just have to say it. I have to say it. This is way cooler than you're all Let's making it. Let's show you how Windex works. <laughs> <laughs> it's really cool. I think they're really taking Kids Club to a next level to appeal to more where it's just not the kids who are going to be in that room in that social environment because not all kids can and like all celebrity ships they have the whole autism at sea program which you know they really excel at um and they just they're elevating like i I had talked on the equinox about how one of their kids programs was you know the whole gopro thing um so these are they're I think they're making assumptions that the kids would be interested in in different things um not a lot of kids on the ship like we barely saw one all week. Because um, they didn't want to do those worksheets. And they are not worksheets. Stop it. <laughs> They're all programming Tracy's uh, uh, stateroom. Yeah, this is worse than school. They're fixing those touch yeah, screens in the elevator. Oh, my God. You all have to stop right now. You're not ruining this for me. <laughs> uh, what else have I missed? I don't know. I took some notes just to make sure I didn't miss anything. I think that's kind of the book. I don't want this to be about the celebrity experience because we've done that. This yeah. is more about this specific ship. I love the artwork around the ship. I think I mentioned that. Very unique things. Like there was like every day we walked down our hall, we saw this cat in these booties and different things like the lamb with the scarf. <laughs> it was so cute. And then there was a picture on the staircase and it reminded me of me and Beth. Like I could see that being like these these three old ladies <laughs> which one of you can put your foot up on your shoulder <laughs> <Beth>. <laughs> I was like who was a cheerleader 
know, there was just something about watching these old ladies that made me think of us old dream agents. <laughs> But it was just like, like we found ourselves going different Do you know how ways. Some people just don't have an accurate picture of themselves. <laughs> Stop ruining stuff for me. <laughs> Anyways, I loved the artwork on the ship. It was very unique and eclectic, and it was just fun to to be around. I liked the ship. I know it's not going to appeal to everybody. I think if you're a traditional cruiser who doesn't like things to change too much, you may not find this for you. Um, I think if you like cruising, but you're open to different experiences, and you're kind of more into, we're really more into your own space kind of people. Mm-hmm. We like to do our own thing. Um, it worked for us. Um, I think given the choice, I think Chris probably likes the Equinox better. When he told me that after the cruise, I said, oh, well, you're not on a podcast. So it <laughs> doesn't no matter. Opinion. Was there a casino on this ship? <laughs> yes, there was a casino. I didn't even talk about the casino. How about that? I actually won a little bit in there, too. Uh, there was a casino, very similar to what we've seen on other celebrity ships. I thought a little bit more up to date with the gaming and stuff. Um, very open like the others are. No smoking in any of the casino, which is always a plus. Was there shopping on the ship? Yep, there was shopping. The shopping, though, is not cruise shopping. And that was the other thing that was different. Um, there was a Cartier on board. Um, there was a Tiffany's on board. Wow, both of them. That's unusual. There was um, was a Bulgari or something. I don't know. There's Bulgari. another one. But definitely more boutique shops. There wasn't that big... Catch all three t-shirts for $15. Right. There wasn't that there was some ship themed stuff and there was still the duty free and all of that, but done in more of a, you know, as more of a boutique type shop. I remember that from the equinox equinox. There were individual stores rather than you walk through and they're all, you know what else they didn't have, which was like, this is not cruising. They didn't have that $10 sale table. There was none of that. There was not a table put outside every day. There wasn't come down for four things for $10. That did not happen. Um, I like that it didn't happen. That's not my thing. But... Tell us a little bit about the pricing. What are you finding as far as the price for these cruises? This particular cruise, we booked it two weeks before we were sailing. And I found... I thought it was priced a little high. This is why we booked it inside. It was $3,500 for the two of us on an inside. Um... A little high for an inside. However, we did book last minute. I know if you booked further out, it wouldn't be quite that. Um, I'll tell you, there is, for the rest of this year, for all of 2019, um, if you book by March 6th, they're offering a promotion where when you book the Edge, you get all four perks free. And those four perks are the beverage package, unlimited Wi-Fi for two. Beverage package also for two, uh, prepaid gratuities for the first two guests, and a three hundred dollar or more credit. Wow! When you get all four, it update upgrades the beverage package to the premium package. So when you book any Edge sailing, that's not on a discount. So like, there could be other promotions that would make your price right. different. So right, right, right. you know, just not everybody's going to get those. Not a you, bogo. We would make sure right. that you get your best deal. Um, third and fourth passengers are fifty percent off. And there's also a savings off the first two in addition. So the ship for this year, up until April, is doing Caribbean, Eastern Western, out of um, Fort Lauderdale. It's in Europe all summer. Uh, This deal does not apply to transatlantic, but all through Europe, all in the summer when it's in Europe, it does apply. Um, And then in the fall, it's back to Florida doing Caribbean. Um, And this deal applies right up until the end of December. So even if you were doing... um, a Christmas cruise. These, this wow. promotion applies. Um, give you an idea of pricing. I looked in December. I looked at December 15th as a week, what two adults would cost in one of those infinity verandas. And it was coming in around $5,200 for two with those four free perks included. I looked at the same cruise for a family of four. It was in the neighborhood of $6,600. Mm-hmm. Um, I compared other lines. Some will come in less yeah. without the perks. Some would be more with no perks. But I think it's in line with what you're getting. I think it's not shocking. No, yeah, it's not a shocking price. It's not too low. It's not too high. I think it's pricing higher. At the time when we booked, they were not discounting the product at all. Like there wasn't a travel agent, right? They weren't. They're really trying to protect the integrity of the pricing um, because I think they really feel like they've got something here and they just need to get the word out about it. Um, I've noticed since then there have been some promotions, this free perks, some lowering of pricing. I don't think we're ever going to see these as, you know, 
six hundred dollar person cruises. A couple until things. there's another a new right. ship. Yeah. yeah, a couple things again. New ship. Also, it's a smaller ship, yeah. less passengers. The so technology. They can, right. The fact that um, the food is. I mean, we've talked about this on Celebrity, but the food is, food is just. Really good on and I felt this ship was the best food of all the ships we'd been on. And every time mm-hmm. I cruise Celebrity, I say that. But this one seemed to just raise the bar. And every I would after- tell you that the only Celebrity ship we did. I would say that the food was better than any other cruise ship I had been on. Yeah. And this one just seemed even better, right? You know, the buffet area, um, they, every afternoon at 3.30, they did an afternoon, they called it afternoon snacks. And we never really paid attention to it. And one day we were in there working and we happened to see it. And they were bringing out, they would make fresh donuts every day. One was a fancy filled decorated donut and some extra donuts, like just plain. But then they would have fresh made scones every day with fresh cream, fresh berries, wow. little little jars of clotted cream for them. They would have put out little sandwiches. They'd put out fruit and salad. Every afternoon they were doing this. And just across the board, the pastry chef on this cruise, the fresh breads they were making, I mean – Everything was fresh. Every salad we had, we felt was top notch. Um, just across the board, I know we've said this before, but we felt like this was even more so. As I said, Chris likes thinks he likes the Equinox better. He likes those small venues. He likes going to sit in a lounge and listening to music and having a different drink menu for different venues. For me, I preferred this ship for sure. The only reason why we haven't booked a cruise on this is I can't find a suite. Do you think there's less sweets on this ship? There's sailing? more. There's more sweets. There's more it's sweets. Very popular, I they guess. are. Um, and they've dedicated an entire area. They're calling it the retreat now. Remember on the Equinox, you had the Michaels Club? Yes. They're changing it now to calling it retreat. So it's the retreat lounge. And there's a whole section retreat. We couldn't even get there. So there's a whole section of the ship we didn't see. And you, it was like you almost couldn't even get to on certain decks to the forward part of the ship. It was all dedicated to suites. Hmm. Um, so our understanding is there's even more on here. Um I just think they're that popular. They're very popular, yeah. We yeah. can't find them at all. Yeah. But Excellent. Really great. Thank you, Tracy. It's really exciting. I am really looking forward to being on this cruise to, to book it, especially now that you so, showed me other pictures. Right. It really looks beautiful. Yeah. Where before I was worried that it was going to be over the top. So it really looks nice. You ready to book it? Mm-hmm. It's always willing to go. Excellent. Um, if you're interested in a quote, you can go to our website or you can write to Tracy directly, Tracy H at dreamsunlimitedtravel.com, and she'll be happy to get you a quote. Or if you already have a Dreams Unlimited Travel agent, you can get in touch with them, and hopefully they can help you with that. With that, thank you guys for helping me out. Thank you, Tracy, for doing it. And thank you, everybody at home, for listening and watching. We hope you have a great week, and we hope you have a great vacation.